Welcome back to another edition of the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast and Show. I'm your host, Brett Myers, again, and joining me today as a co-host and my editor at the Key West Weekly Newspapers here in our studios in Key West, Florida, the one and only Mandy Miles. Thank you, Britt. Happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Before we get to that, I want to thank our friends that listen to this podcast in Radioland. That's at WKWF AM 1600 and our friends at FM 103.3, you early risers. Thanks for getting up and being a part of this. And of course, all the podcast platforms, Amazon, Apple, and over at keysweekly.com. You can find this podcast and all the podcasts we have back in that queue and enjoy those, I hope, uh, and listen there at keysweekly.com. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at OMG, that's Overseas Media Group. That's the folks who do all the local websites, social media, SEO, uh, any of your digital needs that you have out there for your business. You've probably seen them and don't even know it on tons and tons of websites all around the Keys, the great looking ones, of course. Uh, They have the world of expertise that you need with the local service that you should expect. That's Overseas Media Group at OverseasMediaGroup.com. So thank you to them as well. And uh, Mandy? Yes. I'm excited about the guest today. We're going to bring him in just momentarily. Great. Um, We've talked about this. You uh, and our other uh, fellow editors uh, in Marathon and Upper Keys, Jim and Alex, each have kind of a handful of contributors, maybe more than a handful, that bring a lot of different variety to the Keys Weekly newspapers, all three different papers. Right. Some of those contributors contribute keys wide and come out keys wide. Some of those contribute specific to market. The one we have today is a keys wide contributor. We have folks that do this like Mark Hedden, who does birds. We've exactly. talked about him before. People seem to love birds. They love birds. I hate birds. And Mark knows that, but I love his column. Yeah. And, and Mark and people love Mark. He's, I know. It's a, it's a strange thing. And we love Mark, but uh, he's, he's our bird guy. We have people like Cricket Damaris, who does profiles on people. It's fantastic. Yes. That's a great column. Someone you should meet. It's called. That's right. And we have sports contributors, but this specific contributor, uh, you know, and just in line with those contributors, just incredible. We have calls about him all the time. How do we get in touch with him? I have questions for him. Um, I'm sure he loves us for forwarding all those emails to him. I only forward the ones about their, uh, uh, the, the renewal for his car, uh, <laughs> his car warranty. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So that, that's the ones I forward, but no, there's lots of people literally who call up and say, Hey, and I'll talk about that. I have one specific story of somebody just a couple of days ago who called up and said, can I give him a call? They did. It was a pretty cool story. Nice. Uh, and it all has to do with history. So if you don't know who we're talking about yet, that is the one and only Brad Bertelli. He is, he is a very well-known keys historian down here. He's an honorary conch. He's an author, historian, a speaker, uh, he's been a server. He still bartends some over at Robbie's Marina, I yes. think. And you can catch him there a couple of days a week. And chat history while he's behind the bar. I'm sure he'll chat some history yes. with you. Yes. And uh, he's had a scholarship to the University of Miami. I can hear him out there. The U. The U. Yep. Uh, he's, he's done all kinds of things. And we'll talk more about that with him. He's written some books that we'll talk about yes. as well. And uh, the cool thing about it is he's not boring. You know, he's never boring ever. I mean, I look forward to reading his pieces in my in my paper every single week. And and as an editor, they're always there on time and they're cleanly written. So it makes my job much easier. Well, if you check him out on Facebook, you know, it's Brad Bertelli. He's he'll do lectures. When I think of history lectures, I go back to my college days and, right. and I probably wasn't listening like I should have been. But 
a lot of those professors can make history not so exciting. I see Brad. He's like one of those like Silicon Valley guys with the headphones and a Red Bull. And he's like, <laughs> he's rocking. People are into it. And I'm like, man, now I would have learned more history if that dude was teaching. But he really is exciting. He's like, he just, you can tell he loves it. He and, loves it. And he's so knowledgeable. And there's not a topic that he won't cover from pirates to mosquitoes to the queen conch population to the sea turtle industry and pot busts in, in the 1980s. I mean, he's just, he, he's not like a one one trick pony when it comes to a certain certain pigeonholed category of history whether it's shipwrecks or the or the railroad or things like that yeah and we've talked about this the the florida keys and we talked about relative to europe in general the u.s and relative to, to other areas of the, of the world the globe uh short history yes uh not including our native american history but the keys in general too, a shorter history, but a very rich history when you go very back and so. you talk about those pirates and Native Americans and then to the pirates and the Spain and then other settlers and railroads and the Civil War, the <laughs> wildlife that's been here, the industries, the the water based industries and then the transportation. It's yeah, it's, it's an amazing history. And some so. of the stories, some of the most unique stories you'll ever hear. Right. And Brad's the kind of guy who has his finger on the pulse of all those really neat, juicy stories right. in the keys. And, uh, there, and there's plenty of those mysteries and yes. murders and affairs and, and some sca- con- scandals and corruption and everything. Yeah. Kind of like the stuff you cover in the paper, Mandy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's just not historic yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We can get off on a tangent, but let's, let's do what we came for. Let's bring in the man himself, Mr. Brad Bertelli and uh, joining Mandy Miles, and myself, Britt Myers here on the Florida Keys weekly podcast is Brad Bertelli. Brad, great to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on, Brad. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, be able to share some of my story and some some great local history stories. And I'm looking forward to hearing about the phone call that you got a couple of days ago. So uh, let's let's dive in. Awesome, sounds great. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll start with that uh, because we're going to talk about history, but to give people an example, Brad, and I want to hear more about you and and how this all began. But here's a cool story. So, good friend of mine down here in Key West, Sam Holland, Sammy Holland. He says. Brett, I need to reach out to Brad Bertelli. You know, I read the paper, I read his columns. I said, sure. Uh, Here's his number. I give this to all the uh, auto uh, renewal people. All the robocalls, we give him your number, Brad. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that explains a lot, so go ahead. (laughs) No, but on a serious note, I said, sure, I'll I'll give uh, you the number. So I reached back out to Sammy uh, recently, and I said, did you speak to Brad? He says, yeah, I spoke to him. Uh, I said, what did you guys talk about? He says, well, my my seven-time great-grandfather was killed by Native Americans, Seminoles. His name was J.C. Walton. Uh, He was killed uh, by them in an ambush. He and his men at Cary's Fort Reef off of Key Largo. His family, Mr. Walton, was the lighthouse, or there was no lighthouses back then. It was the light ships. Uh, And his family was, and he was the keeper of that. And his family was still on the ship. And he was, uh, he led ashore with his men uh, with some provisions, and at that time, the Native Americans had waited for him, kind of knew he was coming, ambushed him. Of course, I guess severed his fingers uh, to wow. make, make a point of some type, scaps, all that type of stuff. And that was around 1835. And, uh, and Sammy still has a painting, the original painting that was done by David Harrison Wright hanging at his house. Oh, wow. And uh, but he, he said that you had talked about that some, Brad. And I guess and he didn't elaborate much more other than the details of the story of what you guys talked about. But I know that'd be really cool for him, knowing that was his seven-time great-grandfather, to have a guy like you that has some of that history in place. And I think he reached out to you and spoke to you about that. He did. And that was what was really cool about that story is that he was not the only descendant of Mr. Walton. 
um, who reached out to me. There really? was another member of the family. Yeah. Which is what's really cool about, about what I get to do. Um, you know, spreading all this history and talking about it. And as I learn about it, it is so gratifying when these, you know, great, 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 great grandchildren, you know, reach out and say, Hey, that was my, you know, my great, great grandfather, whatever it's, and it helps to plug some holes and, I learned, they learned. It, it's just an awesome, an awesome experience. That's amazing. That is, that would be neat to really put a real person and a real name and an existing person behind, behind all these historical names that you, that you dig up. And, and Brad, when, someone, when you talk about a story like that, that goes back to 1835, and I know this is probably sort of a layman's question, but also one that historians get a lot, but how, how do you kind of get your hands on the truth or what, what seems to be the truth and the facts um, to be able to put that together in a place like the Florida Keys? I mean, do you just, can you just go to the local library? Do you have to spend weeks of doing research and digging here and digging there? How, Plus, how many lies do you uncover about the... There's so much BS around the Florida Keys history. Yeah. How do you figure that out? Well, that's, let's start there. Okay, okay, <laughs> most of my Most of my job is like... Um, a lot of what I do is debunking the nonsense. I love you know, that. The, I love uh, that. Good. I like to refer to them as grand, grandpa's stories. Because right. my grandfather told me this, and he wouldn't lie to me. So this is what I told my, my kids, <laughs> and they passed it on. And this continues and continues. And these remarkable tales get intertwined with the local history, and it becomes, you know, a sort of fact. And um, I mean, you know, I and I come in. You know, I've only I've been here 22 years, but I'm still a newcomer. And I get a lot of, you know, who are you to tell our, you know, our history? <laughs> You're and, like, I'm um, the guy telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, I've been doing it for about 15 years. And one of the really exciting pieces of my job, I mean, it's homework every day, basically. But over, you know, all the years, the stories, you, you learn more and you learn more. And the more you learn, the less you know. And the more you learn, the more you're able to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Okay. So something, something that I read 10 years ago would make a, mod, a modicum of sense. And then something I would read today, it's like, oh, that's who that is. Okay, that's why that happened. It, it just starts to become clearer and clearer. That makes sense. And, uh, it just fills it in. Yeah, which is why I always like to say, you know, you can't really tell a Key West story or a Key Largo or an Island Mod or a Marathon story. They're all Florida Keys stories because they're all interrelated somehow. Brad, so we'll back up. He jumped right into that story, which I thought was extremely relevant to show people just how you get these calls and the types of things. It can go anywhere from pirates to treasures to Native Americans to whatever it might be to drug smuggling, and you get the calls and people want to know more. But how? I think you came from California to the Keys. You don't have to take us through your entire journey unless you want to, but was history always your thing? Did you know, hey, at some point I'm going to be writing books and be kind of a, a historian I'm pretty good at this. I'm, I'm a detective. I'm a story. I guess you have to be a detective to be a historian. Right. I'm good at this. I'm, I'm going to find a place to do it. Or did you find the keys and then decide, hey, this is what I want to do? Well, I was born in 1965. We'll start there. Yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, um, I've always wanted to be a writer since I was like 15 or 16. I knew, I knew I was going to write. Um, and I wanted to... I wanted to, I told my mom this when I was like 14 or 15. I just wanted to live on an island, you know, 10 bar and, and write poetry back then. Nice, nice. Um, and she was horrified and not, not so, you know, because she was like, go to school, get a job. You know, there, there are steps you need to take. And um, so I came to South Florida in 89 and I was on Santa Barbara Captiva on the West Coast. 
and I just wanted to uh, to write. And my um, and I came here to write. You know, I was a fiction writer, and uh, my career wasn't going where I wanted it to be. You know, lots of rejection, and in those days, it was all snail mail. So you waited, you know, two months or a year and a half to get that rejection letter in the oh, mail. God, that's right. <laughs> those days, and um. I ended up going to the University of Miami and getting my uh, my graduate degree, and I got a, a master's of fine arts and creative writing. And I moved down to the I moved down to Plantation Key in the Upper Keys on, in 2001 with the intent of working on my thesis, which was a you know a, a novel called Wrestling Alligators. And then I um, kind of walked backwards into my first book deal, which was with the University of Press of Florida, called Snorkeling Florida. And as I did research for the book. Every dive captain and every you know every local everybody had their different story about how this reef got its name and how that wreck happened, and I got curious and started doing my own research, and um, it kind of you know uh, the road forked. I put my you know my my fiction pen down and just started getting into the history, and just started writing nonfiction and exploring exploring his local history, and it just um, you know fifteen years you know fifteen years later here we are. That's amazing. Have you tried to go back to fiction yet? Because I can't imagine that. I can imagine that's going to be a difficult transition after writing so much nonfiction and, and history columns and books. Well, I hadn't. And then two years ago, two and a half, two or three years ago, I wanted to just play with words again. And one of my favorite columns I ever wrote, this um, was a, this was years and years ago, was a piece on a skunk ape sighting in Key Largo, on Key <laughs> nice. Largo, back in 1977. And uh, and the skunk ape, for those of you who don't know, is Florida's Bigfoot. There you go, yes. And I wrote the column, and it was tons of fun, and it, it was well-documented, and the sighting lasted like two weeks, and it was got national attention. And um, I wanted to play around a little bit, and I just wanted to have fun with words again. So I wrote a book called The Florida Keys Skunk Ape Files. Nice. That's been out just over two years now. And that's where I really just stretched my um, my creative you know, mind. And um, I, I invented, you know, I, I based it on this one actual event. And then I started throwing the skunk ape with Ponce de Leon and John James Audubon and Thomas <laughs> nice. Edison. And I just made up all these files of how the skunk ape um, you know, altered the history or, or, or was included in, in the history of the Florida Keys. So it's kind of a, a marriage between there's actual great history about the Florida Keys in it, but there's also great storytelling with the skunk ape. And in a lot of ways, it's me telling history to a new audience who might not otherwise pick up a history book. There you go. So and, you're uh, sneaking in a little history lesson there. If, sneaking uh, in yeah. a little history. And to, the, to the Bigfoot crowd. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, okay. it's, it's been yeah, very it's interesting because um, even though the first sentence of the book says this is historical fiction, um, the book has been featured in a documentary. I mean, people have have plagiarized my my sightings and oh, called God. them real. So I really contributed to this, you know, fictional <laughs> <laughs> stories of, of the skunk ape. But it was a ton of fun to write, and I'm super proud of the book. And it's people love it, and people hate it. You no, know, a lot of Bigfoot crowd buy it, and they get upset because it's not real. <laughs> because they haven't read the reviews or the back cover or, right. or, or, or the first sentence or anything. Or but, any uh, other book ever in their lives. Yeah. Uh, so Brad, uh, there's, there's actually a site uh, where you buy the book, but 
the you can buy what shirts or there's stickers. The logo is really cool, by the way. I wouldn't mind a skunk ape uh, there you go. sticker of yours. But um, I've, I see the t-shirts. That's all you, correct? Yeah, part of the book I I, I made up. You know, it was nineteen. It's set in 1977, so there's a fair amount of uh, of pot smoking in it. <laughs> and um, I made up my own little group called the Southernmost Skunk Ape Society, nice. which my two characters my two characters formed. And, um, and so I, you know, I made up, there's a, I have a Twitter account with that and there's a Facebook group with that. And I, I made up t-shirts, a logo and t-shirts and it was just a whole lot of fun. Now you, you mentioned 77. I'm trademarking this now with you, Brad. I've got a billion dollar idea. We've got all the dispensaries now. Right. And you got the skunk ape. We could have the skunk ape, like some kind of That could uh, be the gummies. weed. That yeah. Could, yeah. There, there you skunk go. ape gummies. With the logo. So, uh, I like yeah, it. There are, there are a few strains, you know, called skunk ape. Oh, oh, there are <laughs> I'm always, I'm always <laughs> Daylight, ten I'm years short. behind. I'm like, I've got a great idea. It's called MySpace. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, that that would be a that would, yeah. Anybody listening who has who wants to partner with a uh, uh you know a, a a cool logo and a cool. In fact, here's a funny story. My neighbor, two houses down, who I hadn't met before, um, he actually got my logo tattooed on his back no way yeah not knowing you not having met you right yeah he, he knew the book but didn't know that you know i didn't know that he was there he didn't know i was here but um it's it's the awesome. center not the total logo but but the center uh, graphic skunk ape graphic with the palm trees and the colors on his back is pretty hysterical <laughs> so, so if he like works for mosquito control and you have to, you have to repay the favor now right you have to get like a mosquito <laughs> on your back or, or something like now, that i'm probably one of a handful of people in the florida keys who does not have a, a tattoo there you go there you go hey i like it um we got Brad Bertelli on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast here. We're talking about history, and there's no better person to talk history with. Uh, Brad, we've had one of your buddies on this show before. Speaking of no one better, this guy's right up there with you, David Sloan. Um, yes. I wanted to ask you about another book you wrote, A Local's Guide to Bloodline, 50 Famous Film Locations. Um, yes. Uh, tell us about that one. I know you're an Alamorada guy. Uh, everyone loved the show back when it was out on Netflix. And uh, I guess it kind of speaks for itself, but 50 famous film locations, that's all bloodline. Is that correct? And is that all around the upper keys? Yep. Volume one and volume two. And just a throwback here to the skunk ape files. David Sloan, my best friend, he is in the skunk ape files. <laughs> of course I he thought is. he might be. I had a feeling. <laughs> I yes. he's the logo. There's, there's few things that, a few <laughs> odd things that David Sloan isn't involved in. So, yes. Yeah, so I, I included him in the narrative and um, towards the end. And it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, but for a while, uh, David moved up to Alamorado for a couple of years. That's right. And we had, be- we became friends through basically through Facebook. Um, we both had interest in writing and in, in history. And, um, I would come down to Key West and say, Hey, you know, I'm Brad, let's, let's meet for coffee or whatever. And, um, we, you know, this was like a long time ago. We sparked up a friendship. He moved up here and we were sitting at a bar. No, David Sloan. I know. And we, we were sitting in a bar and like, hey, let's, let's do a book together. What should we do? And Bloodline had just come out. And like, hey, and let's do a let's do a location guide to Bloodline. Best idea ever. That's amazing because it was huge. But when it was out there and being filmed down here and then they renewed it for season two. So people were loving it. And it gets, shined such a light on the keys. Yes. And um. Yeah, and it was uh, it was it, it it is that book. There's, 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 it ran for three seasons. We um did we did two volumes of it, 
And that book is just, and the, and the fans are rabid. People love that show still. That book still sells really well. And it has been the gift that just keeps on giving. Nice. That's awesome. David's good at those. Uh, yes. And Brad, how do you, you're making me think of it when you talk about that and you say bloodline comes along, you got stars in it. And we just talked about the diversity and just, just the range of history the keys offer. Is it hard? Does it matter? Do you, do you try to avoid, cause you could go down the rabbit hole and it's not a bad rabbit hole to go down, but you could spend most of your days just tracking the history of celebrities, right? Hunter S. Thompson and Hemingway and, and Tennessee Williams True, and, yeah. and presidents and Ted Williams and whoever it might be that spent time here. Is it, is it attractive to you to try to chase that stuff or you try to avoid that to kind of keep your eyes on some of the other more obscure history? How do you balance that out? Well, from what I, from, you know, I, I am not so much into the new history. I'm, I, I much I, I look more at the old history. How far back do you field. go? Like what's your, do you have like sort of a date range that, that captivates you the most? Um, you know, possibly on to, you know, turn of turn of the 19th century. 20th okay. Okay. Gotcha. 20th century. Cool. But my, my feeling is that if I don't have a good base and understand the history that went on before, I can't really have a good grasp on what's going on now and for the last 50 years. Yeah. So, Without that base of knowledge and understanding how the pioneers started and how those families came and, you know, all those early industries, you know, sponging and cigars and, and wrecking, and all of it ties into the modern history in its own way. Oh, and, um, it does. So, so many of them were building blocks for what, what we have today. Exactly. These are the building blocks. And, and if I don't have a good foundation, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be telling some sketchy, some sketchy stories. So I like to, you know, have that foundation nice and strong. So I, that's, you know, maybe in 10 years, I will, you know, go more into the later stuff. But there's just so much, there's so much to learn and so much to study. And, you know, tell you the truth, the hardest part of my week, every week is figuring out what to write in my next column. I understand. And, um, I can understand that. Yes. If somebody would just and, assign me a topic every time, then it's much easier <laughs> than trying to think of a topic. All, all of Mandy's stories are called grandpa stories. That's what they <laughs> Minor, uh, minor, a, a, a combination of fact and fiction. So, Brad, when you're doing that, you've got all that history, and then you come across somebody in, from from Key Largo to Key West or even beyond, and they say, I'm so-and-so Curry or I'm so-and-so with a last name, and it sparks up in, in your head. How many times do you find yourself knowing more about their lineage and their history <laughs> than maybe they do? Does that happen a lot? Um, it Not infrequently. There I are – I, I – you know, I, I know a lot more about some of the families than than the families do. And um, and sometimes, you know, I, it's really awkward to have to correct somebody about their grandparents or their great-grandparents. <laughs> or tell them the actual truth that, that, that <laughs> yeah. something's been, somebody's been lying to them for generations. Yeah, so, so sometimes it gets a little awkward, but I, you know, my wife will tell you I like to argue. So um, I have no problem. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, it's just... These are the facts. I, you know, I'm sorry that this is what you have been told all your life, but this is, I, I can show you the documentation that this is what really happened. Well, that's the other thing. And you I always have citations and proof. You know, I mean, when somebody says, show me, you know, show your work, you have it. We don't do that. Yeah, so. <laughs> we can. I do. <laughs> well, there's a great, you know, the Adam Rada story of the Purple Isles is, is the perfect example of this. You know, everyone, a lot of people think that, you know, Alan Rada means the Purple Isles. And that's just a, a grandpa's story that came out, you know, back in the 60s or early 70s. And um, the, the, 
that's the only time I really get hate email from locals. <laughs> you know, you don't know what you're talking about, and blah, blah, blah. And, and I always say, tell you what, you know, you show me a chart or a map that says, I don't know, out of the four nineteen hundred, I'll, I'll give you $100. And that $100 is always in my pocket. And then you get crickets. They never respond once they... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah right. it's like, here's the, here's the facts, here's the story, and you can talk all you want. It's just, I don't get wrapped up in that stuff. I just, you know, on to the next, on to the next subject. Nice. Yeah, nice. Brad, so being specific then, you've, you've added so much value to the history of the keys by, by un- uncovering or perfecting or correcting. Give us something, one or two things since you've been here that you maybe was most labor intensive or that maybe you found to be different or uncovered that, that wouldn't have been brought to light had you not been a part of this and doing what you do. Well, let's, um, Let's go to pirates. Okay. Uh, everyone loves to talk about pirates in the Florida Keys, and the historians know that there aren't, there were not really pirates in the Florida Keys. The locals all say there's pirates in the Florida Keys. Um, but one of my next book that I'm working on right now, that should be coming out, you know, next two months hopefully, is all about Black Caesar. Oh, you've written Black, columns about him, yeah. Yes, yeah, so these are all you know, and, and what and you know what my column does is usually it's, it's me working out ideas. <laughs> And working out, working out the history. We'll take it. And, um, yeah, and um, Black Caesar is one of those stories that is so ingrained in Florida Keys history that it's become, you know, part of the Florida Keys story, and it is nothing but nonsense. Oh gosh! Um, so, like the stories go back. His, his legend goes back. You know, spans four hundred years, and I've uncovered five Black Caesars. Um, <laughs> And it's more of more of a persona than it is a actual pirate because it's like lassie, breaking, weren't there like seven lassies? <laughs> and, and and flipper the flipper right, the same thing. Right. Yeah. So that's that is what I've been doing for the last like two years is just kind of uncovering every Black Caesar document I can find and kind of debunking and, and, and most of the book is it's like three quarters Black Caesar and then a quarter of legitimate pirate stories. That's there are fantastic. some legitimate pirate stories. And it's basically just going through and and debunking story after story after story. And this is this is why that's not true. This, this is why that's not true. And it's tons of fun for me. I'm not sure how how it will be received, but it's um it's just a lot of fun. I think it sounds cool in this day and age. People love the debunking. I mean, you know, look how well Snopes has done in the past twenty years or however, however long that's been around. People like you know fact versus fiction, myth versus truth, that type of stuff. Yes. And that'll be out when? When's the next book coming out? Um, I'm trying not to rush it. I know I, I, cause I, my, um, you know, I started my Facebook group, Florida Keys History with Brad Bertelli about, I don't know, 14, 15 months ago. And you already have over 11,000 followers. Yes. It blossomed. It just really went crazy. And, um, because it was so popular, I decided to do my last book, which was Florida Keys History with Brad Bertelli, volume one. Largely because with my column, you know, eight or 900 words is not a great length of time to really delve into something. Right. And, and with the book, I can expand the story or, you know, if someone have to do a four part, a four part, you know, story that you know, comes out during the course of a month, you know, I can tell a larger story, which is what volume one really is. And volume two should be coming out. I've had a couple of bookstores call me up and say, Hey, people are coming in looking for volume two. Where is it? Nice. And, uh, and I'm trying not to rush it. And it's, it's, uh, it's getting really close. 
I'm hoping to get it to the editor next month. But uh, right now, every time I go through it, it just gets better and better. So I want to make sure I don't I don't push it out too fast and. I want to make sure it's where it's supposed to be. So by June or July, it'll definitely be out. Oh, terrific. Cool. We'll, we'll let people know in the Keys Weekly when that's happening. Of course, happening. yes. And uh, Brad, they say history repeats itself. And you like going back, like Ponce de Leon and, and so forth, and, and from there, when, going way back in our history. What history continues to repeat itself in the Florida Keys? What do you see that's, even today in the technological era, that's still kind of the same trend? People listening to gossip and taking it for truth. It's <laughs> true. In fact, it's getting worse, probably. <laughs> Social media has uh, amplified that. Yes. Um, it's a great question, and I'm trying to, you know, come up with something funny or something. Well, I think the gossip is a good answer because the keys are good for that. I mean, we, we have the coconut yeah, telegraph small, for small a reason. Yeah, and, uh, that's, the it's interesting. Telegraph, yeah, the coconut telegraph has been going on since the 1800s, and um, it's fun to look at some stuff look at some stories like there's a great black Caesar story that came out in 1856. And it's probably the very first account that I can find of someone actually talking about the legend, the pirate story. And, um, that is, is that same, it, it was written by a, a guy named Ned Buntline, who was, he's the man who brought Buffalo Bill Cody to life. Really? And, um, oh, man. yeah, at, and as a, a Navy, as a midshipman in the Navy, he was actually on Indian Key, stationed in Indian Key during the second escalation of the Seminole War, 19, from like 1835 to 1842. So he had some credibility if he was going to make up a pirate story because he was here. Yes, but, but making up is the, is, is the key <laughs> the point words. there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was careful he, with that. <laughs> yeah. He, like Hemingway, liked to exaggerate. Ah. And so there's you know, the, the kernels of truth. Um, but it's it's the same you know it's it's the same repeating of old stories. I think that's what I think that's my answer. Is kind of the gossip, but, but repeating the stories that have long been told, and you know not bothering to to um, <laughs> to look into it, which is you know what I have I, I have the time to do. That's that's. So I basically, made that my basically like mainstream media today is what you say. So. <laughs> right. and, and all of social media. <laughs> yeah, just you know, take a few, take a take a beat, take a step back, look into, you know, do a couple of research things, and it, you know, it's a lot of it becomes more clear as to why it's things that this gossip or these stories are being spread, and what the actual story is, and more, you know, nine times out of ten, the actual story is a lot more, a lot more fun than than the made up stuff good point well, well speaking of that brad bertelli i've got some history i want to ask you about because this story is told uh through bars and and uh and lore throughout the keys i'm nervous about this there's question. a story Don't get us sued that, lies uh, they're all lies <laughs> here you are a history guy and you're supposed to be boring and as i've mentioned before you're exciting and people can tell now you're pretty electric and you love what you do there's a story that you met your wife michelle here in the keys and uh she she walked into a restaurant was looking for a job and Mr. Suave, yourself, sees her. You're blown away, and you urge the manager to hire her. She may or may not have been engaged at the time. This is all coming from – I did my research, seriously. <laughs> and from there, it is history. Eleven years later, uh, you guys are happily married and, uh, and together. How, how much of that is true? I'll do you one better. Um, it's true. I was working at a place called Bentley's in Alamorada. Okay. And it was, it was about uh, 3.30 in the afternoon, about the time people – started looking for, you know, coming to apply for restaurant jobs. And I was polishing silverware as is, you know, a favorite thing among servers the to side do. Side work. Yeah, side work, staring out the window and a, 
and a white Jetta pulled in the parking lot. This pretty blonde walked out. And I did walk over to the manager. I said, if she applies for a job, hire her. <laughs> and um, actually, our uh, our 14th year anniversary um, is on the 26th. Well, happy we've, anniversary. I just had my yeah. 13th on April 10th. You we've been together since, yeah, we've been together for 18 years, 19 years now. So what did you say? What, how did you make this woman look your way? And, and, uh, cause I hear she's a hairdresser and I've seen your hair. So I, I'm, I'm <laughs> so trying you to, weren't a client of hers. I'm trying to figure this all out. What did, what did you say, Brad, to get Michelle to, uh, to woo her away and, and, and make her your wife or well, she made you her husband? We work together. So, you know, I'm, I'm an acquired taste often. I don't have a lot of, <laughs> I don't, I'm not smooth. I don't have a lot of game. I never had a lot of game with women. Um, so it was just us working together and got to know each other. And the cards were played. You know, the, it was written in the stars. And, uh, you know, we fell in love and are still together. That's great. That's cool. Well, hey, next time, Brad, I want to have you tell some more. Maybe just come with, like, really, I think people would rather hear you tell these history stories than hear Mandy and I, particularly me, go on. But um, we're going to have you on more often. And so maybe bring a couple more stories you're working on or what you have going on with history. And we'll talk about that. Uh, for now, as I mentioned, you do a great job. And people can see you on social media given these lectures. And you uh, you were, I know you were a professor and, and taught part-time down here. And you obviously have a knack for that. But if they want to contact you, whether it be just to, to talk history, uh, to look into something, give you a tip, or come to their school or their event or whatever it is to speak, what's the best way to reach out to you? Um, through my Facebook group, Lord of Keys History with Brad Bertelli, my website, bradbertelli.com, or just, you know, the good old phone call, 305-395-9889. I'm not very hard to find. Um, I think my phone number through the paper itself, all my information is in the paper, in my bio on the paper. I'm super easy to find. Brad, you and I are the only two doofuses who put our cell phone in the paper. I, so hey, I think mine's everywhere. <laughs> I think mine's everywhere on the Green Parrot bathroom wall by now. So, uh. it's, it's Speaking of that, if you want to hear uh, or read more of Brad Bertelli's work, uh, uh, I know we have him here on the Key, Florida Keys Weekly podcast, but if you want to see more of that, go to keysweekly.com, type in his name. You can see some archives there. Or just type in the word history, yeah. He's there. He's all over the place. Brad, appreciate all that you do for uh, us in print and on digital and now here on the podcast. It is a pleasure to have you join Mandy and I, and I appreciate you coming on. And keep us posted on the next book, Brad. Oh, I, I will. There'll probably be a, a column written about it. I would assume on, so. On, I would hope something. so. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Anytime you guys want to talk, I'm always available. Uh, this is a lot of fun, and I really appreciate you guys having me on. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Brad. Thanks for everything you do. Absolutely, Brad. Thank you. Listeners, thank you again for tuning in. Catch us here again if you want to hear more of this or go back and, uh, and catch some other things that Brad said. Uh, keysweekly.com will have that up as well. And until then, enjoy this show. Enjoy others. And uh, Mandy and I, as we said, much appreciated. Have a great week.